Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, IDP Army? How y'all doing today? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk, and you already know what it is. IDP Army podcast, mostly IDP, all fantasy football. Today, we're going to be talking through the back end of my top 24 defensive linemen for 2022 IDP fantasy football. So stick around. It's going to be a great show. As I said, this is the top 24, the back end top 24 uh, defensive line players for 2022. Um, the, you know, the rankings videos are going up. We have the linebacker ranking videos. Those are all done. The first 12 defensive line players are done. This is the back half of that. Going to record the defensive back show today as well. Probably won't drop that till this upcoming Thursday or Friday. Um, then I'll get the top 24 on the back of that, hopefully next Monday or Tuesday. So I'll have all my um, you know, IDP rankings for the year buttoned up, kind of give you guys an idea of where we're at. Obviously, those will change as the season goes on, you know, yada, yada, yada. But um, that's that first kind of draft. And we'll be building content around that and off that, you know, doing more sleeper stuff, doing more specific player stuff, um, you know, maybe little trade shows as well. There was a mailbag show recently on the channel. Check that out and also on the podcast. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you, the listeners. Um, you know, this show is powered by you, the listener. I go to patreon.com forward slash the IDP army. 
you know, you guys are what allows me to do this. This is like my full-time role right now, fantasy football content creation. So go support the channel um, and support us, the community here, what we're doing. You know, you're going to get our best ball rankings, the ultimate IDP index. You'll get the dynasty index as well. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff over there. Myself and the offensive points boys and bomber, we all curate that, try to keep it up to date um, and really help you guys win your fantasy leagues. That's what it's all about. You know, when it comes right down to it, we want to be right. We want to win. Um, we, we go back and forth with each other and we try to put out what we think are the best, you know, the best information we can. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. It pains me to say it, but Billy and Joe, no shade at Josh, but Billy and Joe are legitimately like the two best dynasty players I play fantasy football with and that I've ever seen play dynasty fantasy football. Um, and that's that's not cap. You know, I mean, I'm in the dynasty streets with all the big names. These guys play the game vicious and they win. Um, and I see a lot of guys out here that, you know, flaunting around all this stuff. And it's just, you know, they, it's good quality content for Dynasty. So go check them out. Offensive points. Wanted to give them a little shine, not too much. to get that title this year, boys. I am in a couple of leagues with you. I we've been to the playoffs together, but it's time for Big Papa to get that strap. So and how am I going to do that? Let's do some defensive line rankings. OK, so we'll go ahead and jump right in. Um well, actually, before we do that, too, a little bit of news, little tiny pieces of news. One, Marcus Davenport. Okay, looks like he's going to start training camp on the pup list. And same for Chase Young. Going to talk about them again. We'll circle back. I wanted to bring that up as news, though, because they're going to be relevant towards the end of this list that we have in front of us. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking down those DL2 players for the IDP Fantasy Football in 2022 as I see it. Bada boom, bada bing. Number one or number one, number 13 for us today. I got my man Hassan Reddick here. Been a big fan of his the last couple of seasons since he was on the Cardinals and had that big breakout towards the end of the year. A lot of people, you know, said the same thing said about Shaq Barrett. You know, it's not going to be replaceable. He won't be good again. Don't draft him too high, blah, blah, blah. This was two years ago. Uh, this last year, he finished his DL12, very similar to Shaq Barrett, who the year after he was really good, people were like, oh, he's not going to be great again. Finishes another top 12 DL season. Now he goes to the Eagles, a little bit different, but they've needed pass rush help for a while. Um, you know, and, and his points per snap this year were not overly amazing. And I actually had a guy comment, you know, he's not a huge fan of the points per snap stuff. The way I look at, you know, me talking about it as much, I bring it up because you can get the raw information on pro football reference or anywhere. So a lot of this, these advanced stats that I kind of have are things that aren't really curated for IDP fantasy. So I want to highlight that. I mean, I do have, I added, and you can tell, I mean, I took your, Took your feedback to heart, my guy. So I added his baseline stats here for 2021 and some of the other graphics will start having that. Um, and if you're in the index, you can go find the stuff yourself for pro football reference. But 58 tackles, that's a really good, solid number for any defensive lineman. 850 snaps, that's not an overly uh, crazy number. And we've seen him play up over 900 because he has those linebacker chops. So we like to see that. Um, you know, impact plays, 26, great number ends the season you know as i said a top 12 dl player this year uh so i have him at 13 he's you know right at one spot behind where he finished this last year i'm fairly confident in him again as you know he hasn't really given us a reason not to be so i don't really understand why people want to necessarily fade him except they just want to reconfirm whatever sort of priors they may have and actually that that baseline stat there is wrong he actually had 68 tackles here i'm seeing so that's my bad i'll have to go in and fix that in the index um you know, we're doing this shit in real time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but two forced fumbles, not no pass deflections this year, which is kind of weird for him. He's had every season he's played the last three years, he's had multiple pass deflections, uh, four, six, and five, zero this last year. But I think that's something that we can 
again, like he didn't have that this year. We know it's in his repertoire. Maybe he gets a couple next year. So you take his baseline information this year. You add a couple pass deflections. Boom. It makes sense that he has that kind of range of outcome. Uh, so I'm a big fan of him this year. Don't think we should be fading him. Going to go on to my DL14 this year, Josh Allen. Now, I love me some Josh Allen. Both Josh Allens. Love them both. Have loved them both for a long time since before it was cool. Um, but I love Josh Allen because he kind of, this two years ago when the Jags were like super duper duper bad, he was hurt. So it was kind of easy to just be like, oh, like he's not good, you know. And he had a really good rookie season. It's actually interesting between he, Max Crosby, and Nick Bosa that rookie year, he actually had the best um, stats-wise. Uh, this last year, 14 quarterback hits. I don't love that number. Really, really, really don't love that number. Okay, I want to start there, especially when he converted half of those into seven and a half sacks. So that's not mm, that's not a sustainable like rate of play, shall we call it. But four pass deflections, auxiliary stats, love to see that. He had the interception on the Josh Allen, Josh Allen violence game in week nine, scored 39 total points. Tackles for loss, 12. Good number, not you know super duper great, but good number. This is where we really love Josh Allen, though. He had 71 combined tackles this last year. That's a lot for any defensive end player. That's going to give you an extremely high floor to buoy you when you don't get the sacks, when you don't get the tackles for loss, when you are only putting up you know just a you know 18 what was it, 18 14 quarterback hits. You know I was talking about Trey Hendrickson. He played, you know, he had like 30 quarterback hits, played almost the exact same number of snaps. So those points do add up. And as a defensive end player, defensive line player, you should be hitting the quarterback consistently. So I will point out his rookie season, he hit the quarterback 23 times. I don't think that he's not good. I know I, I think he's, his stats will go up this year, honestly. I think we could have a better season than we did just have out of him. Um, so don't, don't sleep on Josh Allen. He was DL10 this last year. So, uh, you know, they drafted – um, the Georgia guy Walker, you know, I think that was not a great pick necessarily overall, but I think it helps Josh Allen a lot. Uh, so Josh Allen, defensive line player for the Jacksonville Jaguars, really loving him this year. Again, the high tackle number is something that's going to buoy any weeks where he's not coming through with the big, uh, you know, the big sack numbers or whatever it may be. A little bit squeamish about the quarterback hits, but I think that's going to end up being an outlier for him. And you know, I'm looking at his raw numbers right here, you know, as a as a pure as a pure sophomore last year in only eight games he had 11 quarterback hits this year he had 16 games he had 14 so i don't think this year's quarterback hit number is necessarily in any way indicative of really what we should expect out of him so still very very bullish on Josh Allen got him like i said as DL14 going into this next season I think that's a good spot for him what, what do you all what do y'all think what do y'all think about the Jaguars in general too i'm very curious as this team, ETN, Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Robinson, there's a lot of interesting pieces on this team. You know, we're going to end up sifting through the dumpster anyway. But if you want to get a good Jacksonville Jaguar player uh, who's going to be good for fantasy, we pretty much know that Josh Allen might be your guy. All right, Joey Bosa. This is what I'm going to get probably a little bit of, you know, people will probably tell me I'm an idiot. And that's fine. Um, but I have him at 15, and that's a, a good bit down from where he generally is ranked by most people, I think, uh, in the consensus. And I just kind of want to highlight why that is. You know, um, you look here, you know, the advanced stats, and we'll start with those. You know, 2020 was a pretty decent year for him, uh, Joey Bosa. Not like, you know, he did struggle with injury, though, so I want that to be kind of prefaced before I go too, too into it. But even with the injury, you know, only playing 10 games or starting 10 games, playing 12, 
he managed to have an incredible points per snap, 0.32. He had 20 quarterback hits, okay, and he ended up with um, 15 tackles for loss. That's last year, 2020, okay, two years ago. This year in 2021, bringing in Brandon Staley and all this crazy awesomeness and all this stuff, um, he played 300 more snaps, and he produced 10 fewer tackles for loss, seven fewer quarterback hits. Um, that's, that's, that's very odd. Very, 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 very odd sort of things are happening here. I don't really understand them, but I'm – very tentative on Joey Bosa now because not only do we have a guy and I know early in his career was like can he stay healthy and I argued he could he hasn't though you know in his six years in the league he's only played a full 16 games twice this last year being one of them but that's a 50-50 split you know that's six years a big sample size okay on top of that his first year you know with Brandon Staley the off defensive guru who everybody wanted to give coach of the year to mid you know June last year uh, for the Chargers um, and, and tell him he's a defensive genius. You know, Joey Bosa goes out here and has a productive year, double-digit sacks, yeah, 10 and a half, but, I mean, that's barely over double digits, and that's nothing unique for Joey Bosa. Look at every year of his career. He's gone over double digits. It's 10 and a half, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, 10 and a half. He doesn't put up gaudy numbers like that. And even his tackles for loss. To play 300 more snaps in 2021 and produce 10 less tackles for loss it almost doesn't make any sense. Um, so I just have some some very serious questions here about him. You can see the points per snap went down almost a full point uh, per snap. So I'll just go here. I brought up the index. You can see this is his 2020 profile. You know, you can see here the tackles for loss pretty high. And again, I need to emphasize he played minimal games. He only played 10 games. He was more productive this last year in several departments than this year when he had a lot. Now, one thing I will bring up, and I've brought this up with Joey Bosa a lot, he had a career-high seven forced fumbles this year. In the whole five years before this season, he'd only had six total. One season with multiple, that was four. Two seasons with zero. So I will say that Brandon Staley coming onto the scene, maybe he's coaching him differently, coaching him up differently, because the spike in forced fumbles, in my opinion, is not negligible. It's not something we shouldn't talk about, because to me it indicates that his you know, and these other metrics being so different from what we kind of anticipate Joey Bosa being. I think his style of play is evolving. Um, even here, going back two years, 18 tackles for loss. Um, you know, the last time he had single digit tackles for loss, he played six games. You know what I mean? He played 16 this year. So something's different about the coaching style. We're also going to bring up Khalil Mack shortly so that, you know, this is a larger conversation to be had about Joey Bosa. But I think 15 is a fair and reasonable ranking based on what we can kind of expect from him. Um, and also, you know, and just to take it back to two years again, those end of year stats for two years ago, he had that one big game. It was so big that offensive people were tweeting about it. Uh, he and Jeremy Chin that one week, they had like 50 point games. So a lot of that production from two years ago, came in one kind of massive game as well. So he's a boomer bust guy. He definitely has some question marks. Like I said, the snaps were intact this year. He played a, was a career high? No, just two snaps short of a career high, and it was not anywhere near close to his best season. So I don't know what's going on there, but 15 for me, Joey Bosa right now, take it or leave it. That's just my one man's opinion. I know that I, I feel like he'll probably end up in a lot more consensus people's top 
you know, five, six, seven. But I think that there's reason for pause, and I think that there's reason to just just move past Joey Bosa this year and maybe look for some of these other players further down the list. So let's go ahead and go to my DL 16 this season, and that is Sam Hubbard. Uh, another, you know, this is an Ohio State player. Um, Sam Hubbard, I, he was one of the first players I ever wrote up. He was the first player I ever wrote up when I came into IDP fantasy football uh, because his rookie year, he was extremely efficient on playing almost next to no snaps. And then one thing I noticed was he had almost a um, he had the tackle total of guys that played almost double, triple his snaps as a rookie. So I noticed early that, OK, this is a guy who he, he produces, you know, that baseline number every year since then. He's come through in totals 76 in 2019, 62 and then 62 again this last year. So the, the, the baseline total number of, of tackles is there and you love that with him. Uh, the points per snap kind of low because he really isn't he's not like a sack guy. Like it's, it's unfortunate. I hate to be like that considering the number of snaps he plays. He may have a season where he pushes up to that 10, 11 mark. And I would love to see that for him. Um, and he did have some very big, meaningful plays in the stretch for this team in, uh, you know, the Bengals this last year in the playoffs, but um, seven and a half sacks is his career high. Two years ago, he had eight and a half. And again, this is a guy who's playing some of the higher number of edge snaps in the league, 877, uh, this last year was a little bit lower, but only 13 games. And two years ago, 8.55. Um, these are pretty high numbers. You know, I read off Joey Bosa. You know, he pushed up into that area as well this last year. Um, and actually, they finished back-to-back in rankings this last year, which is kind of funny. Uh, but I, I, I like him. Again, I don't think you're going to get a lot of high, high-end production or even high, high-end weeks out of Sam Hubbard. But I don't think you're really drafting him like that. You're drafting him because you know he's a player that's going to play almost every down. Uh, he's going to get his tackle floor, and there's enough happening on the Bengals' defense these days, and the offense is good enough to put enough pressure on the opposing offense to drop back and pass. I think that, that you know if he were to hit a season where he gets double-digit sacks, last year, this year seemed like the years that we might be seeing that happen. So I'm very in on my man, uh, Sam Hubbard. And you know his auxiliary stats are not gigantic, uh, but three pass deflections a year and uh, you know, the last three years, one forced fumble a year, um, you know, again, nothing to write home about, but he's on the field enough where he's going to get a handful of, of these, inner, you know, of these impact plays no matter what. Uh, so I think at the end of the season, based on just volume alone, you have to you have to value Sam Hubbard as what he is. And that's a, a very high end uh, DL2 with a little some upside um, and maybe, you know, a season where he pops and that could be coming soon. So keep your eyes and ears to the ground on him. Let's go ahead and go to my next guy. That is going to be DL17, Chandler Jones. This one's a little more fun because um, we know everyone knows who Chandler Jones is. I don't have to kind of like give you the, the, the spark notes like maybe I do on Sam Hubbard. Uh, one of the better pass rushers in the league over the last, you know, basically since he's been in the league, um, you know, originally was with the Patriots, then with the Cardinals. Now this year he is his first season with the um, – actually, give me just one second. I'll be right back with you guys. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Rains, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups 
unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your Dynasty League at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, guys, I apologize for that transition. Um, my son came into my studio and wanted to ask if he could pop popcorn. So just went straight to break, told him he could. So we're back. But Chandler Jones, um, you know, he doesn't really need an introduction. Uh, one of the better passers in the league over the last decade since 2012 when he came into the league. He has led the league in sacks before. Uh, that was in 2017. He had 19 sacks just two, uh, three short years ago. Injury took him out of two years ago, um, so his numbers are not what they should be necessarily as far as a career. Came back this last year, was a torn pectoral muscle. Came back this last year, had a really good season, 10 and a half sacks. Now, I know a lot of people, a lot of that came early in the season, but overall number, baseline numbers aren't bad. 26 quarterback hits, you love to see that. Uh, overall tackles, kind of low, only 41, but six forced fumbles. He's always getting a ton of forced fumbles. Uh, four pass deflections this last year, so he gets a lot of the auxiliary metrics that you like as well. Uh, and when he is healthy, he plays you know a, a ton of snaps. I mean, his numbers over he played over a thousand snaps from the edge position. That's one of the, uh, the like I just I know I just said that about Sam Hubbard, but truly Chandler Jones plays one of the you know has some of the the biggest motor in the league. Um, you know, on this last year, you know, again, coming back from the injury, he he proved himself to be once again a great player, finishing his DL 14. I know a lot of people were not a huge fan of the kind of the boom bust nature of how he was, but now he finds himself with the Las Vegas Raiders. I like this for him. They brought in Yannick last year, who's uh, you know, he plays a, a a salad bar amount of snaps. Okay, so now we get a guy who comes in who can actually match Max Crosby on the other side playing, you know. Uh, a row, you know, a buffet style, you know, amount of snaps and can actually do more with it than Max Crosby can. Um, you know, and that's not shade of Max Crosby. I mean, we just Chandler Jones, as far as per scout, pure talent, skill, and ability is objectively better than Max Crosby. I think this elevates both of them. Okay. So I really like this a lot for him this year. Uh, 10 and a half sacks. I think this is going to be another double digit sack season for him. Could see his tackles go up a little bit more. I would like to see that. Uh, but yeah, Chandler Jones coming in as DL 17 for the Raiders this year. Um, I think that he's going to be a, 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 a super value in drafts too this year. I can't, I don't, you know, ADP information is so contrived and I've tried, I, I wish I could reference it, but I just don't believe a lot of it that is kind of put out there wherever that is. Um, so, but I think he's a player with the, the brand equity, the name value is, you know, low enough right now. Come, I mean, it's not like it was two years ago, three years ago, coming off that 19 sack season. You know, he's coming off the last two years, 11 combined total, you know, sacks. So um, you can get him cheap. DL 17 seems like a fair ranking to me. And I think he could easily push up higher than that. So brought him up here. My next guy is the aforementioned Max Crosby. We do love Max Crosby. You know, one of these guys. 
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. From that really, really good draft class a few years ago with Nick Bosa, with Josh Allen, with Rashawn Gary, with Brian Burns, Max Crosby, right in the thick of things as well. Uh, a big staple for the the Raiders. They just, you know, they paid him. They they believe in him. You know, he's one of the only good picks that old, uh, I can't remember the guy who was their, uh, their general manager, you know, made all the terrible picks. But one of their only good picks, and he has been a good pick. Uh, late round pick, someone that they've gotten a tremendous amount of value out of. 56 tackles this last year. You know, 30 quarterback hits, uh, seven pass deflections. I love those raw numbers from Max Crosby. He plays the snaps 925 this last year. And again, he he's a he's a motor guy. And the, the stats he had this last year, only eight sacks, really not indicative of the kind of player that he is and the kind of impact that he makes on the field, in my opinion. Um, you know, the pass deflections alone, even the ones where he doesn't hit the ball, like he is always using his length and using other parts of his body to to affect the play. So I think that's why Max Crosby is kind of, you know, they they view him as a foundational piece. And I think he we could see, I don't want to call it a breakout season, but he hasn't gone over double digit sacks since his rookie year. So I think that we're going to see that from him this year. He plays the snaps. He gets Chandler Jones opposite of him. No longer, you know, a finesse power, you know, pass rusher like Yannick. You know, we're getting a guy who doesn't need the help, but he's going to be able to get it done himself to play across from Max Crosby. So I got him at DL 18 this year. Um, yeah, I like him. I don't, I know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that necessarily he can push up past like, you know, maybe a dozen sacks. Uh, I don't know if he has that in his repertoire, but we'll see, you know, he is getting better year over year. Uh, and I think that he should be valued appropriately this year. So like I said, I have him coming in at DL 18 going into the 2022 season. Uh, interested in what y'all think about he and Chandler Jones. I have him back to back in the rankings. You know, I feel like that's, I don't really know how I feel about that. I should, you know, same, same team. They're going to play a similar snap share. They have, uh, I don't want to say a similar skill set. I do think Chandler Jones is a bit better. So I have him ranked higher. So uh, curious what y'all think about those two. All right. Montez sweat. Now this is a guy that you guys know that I've been talking about for a long time coming in ahead of chase young, uh, maybe raising some eyebrows, but there, I you know I've been off of chase young publicly for, 
nine months now, um, just straight up after kind of how I saw the start of last season. And even before last season, two years ago when he was a rookie, like I was looking at he and Montez Sweat, you know, you know, just trying to look objectively, take away the fact that Chase Young was like the number one or two or whatever overall pick. And Montez Sweat just does more on the field from an IDP perspective. Granted, it was a bit of a down year for him, only five sacks, but he only played 10 games. He did struggle with a little bit of injury, only three tackles for loss. Don't love that. I know he did play a little bit while injured, though. So assuming everything kind of circles back around, he gets up closer to that 700, you know, 750, 800, maybe uh, defensive end snaps this year. Um, I'm very bullish on him. You know, you go back to his rookie season, 50 combined tackles, um, you know, 13 quarterback hits, seven sacks. Two years ago, 45 tackles, nine sacks, 20 quarterback hits. Then last year in the 10-game season, only five sacks. Uh but he did manage to come through with 24 tackles. Not a bad number uh, considering the low you know, game total. And the only 13 quarterback hits, though. I will point out as well, um, one thing I loved about Mont- or Montez Sweat, and I've brought up many times, is his pass deflection ability. Uh, I love pass deflections for defensive end players or defensive line players because it's, it's half a sack value. It stops the play at the line of scrimmage. It's an impact play. Um, and it's underrated because the ones who do it well do it well and do it often. Kind of a down year for him on that. Six the previous year, zero this year. Again, I think a lot of the reason his ability and his numbers just didn't come up the way that was anticipating personally, it comes back to the injury Um, and just the overall sort of defensive defensive line for the commanders this last year was not, it was just not good. Um, So maybe Chase Young being out was maybe a spark, you know, maybe we could argue that, but I still think Montez Sweat's the guy you're going to want on defensive line here, even over Chase Young. So that alone, you know, if you want a little bit to take with you into your drafts and into the, the season, people are still going to value Chase Young pretty highly probably. I mean, I imagine you'll probably see a lot of top 24 lists with him on it, even top 12 lists with him on it for this next year in IDP. He's not even on my top 24. So and um, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. I have some things I'm going to say at the end about him. So we'll, we'll get there. So like I said, defensive line player 19, Montez Sweat. Love him this year. Loved him last year. You know, you're getting him at a discount. I think you're going to get a good player this year. All right, DeForest Buckner. This is one of my favorite players in the NFL. Uh, Perennially undervalued, underappreciated. DeForest Buckner coming in this year, 68 combined tackles. Again, like, you know, I always talk about the, the floor. You know, when you have a floor of 68 combined tackles, you really just have to create points in other plays, other places. It doesn't have to all be behind the line of scrimmage. 40 tackles, were those were solo, 10 tackles for loss, only 18 quarterback hits. I would have liked that number to be a little higher personally. Three pass deflections. Um, you know, overall, a, a good year, another good year for DeForest Buckner. Um, only been an all-pro once, which I think is a real shame. I think he's one of the better defensive tackles in the league. Uh and he's only 27 years old, I think, or 28 years old at this point. I think he's going to have another great year this year. Back in DL2 for me, but we have seen him push up into that DL1 area because of the tackle floor being so high, and he can push into the double-digit sack department. Uh, came really close the year before last with 9.5. He has gone to 12 with San Francisco as well. So DeForest Buckner plays a lot of snaps, plays for the Colts, who I think are in a better position this year than they were last year. Still a great player. They do add Yannick to this line, which hopefully is going to add a little bit of pressure, but I just kind of got through disparaging Yannick a little bit. Again, a great finesse pass rusher, a great pass rusher in his own right, but he's not a he's not a bulldozer or a hummer, you know, a Humvee or a tank the way some of these guys are. 
You know, he's a, he, he just a little different. So nothing against that, but I'm not trusting that necessarily as highly as I used to anymore. But DeForest Buckner, DL20, I love that spot for him. I think that's a, a fair ranking. You know, he, and again, he, we have some upside available with the sacks because <clears throat> this last year was kind of a low number for him. Only seven uh, plays a lot of snaps. So let's go ahead and get to our next fella here. This is one that you guys will know, Emmanuel Ogba. I brought him up on the first seven IDP sleepers list uh, I dropped, I guess, two weeks ago. Um, love Emmanuel Ogba. Go back and check that video out. For me, he's ranked DL21. He's on the sleeper list because I don't think a lot of people will hype him up or even talk about him the way they should. Like, for instance, I mean, I brought up uh, Chase Young. You know, I would definitely take my, uh, Emmanuel Ogba over Chase Young this year. I don't think you're going to have to go out of your way to fight to make that happen. Um, you, know, you can see here I have on the graphic, points per snap pretty good 0.27 or not pretty good i mean that's really good uh tackle floor okay there's a couple of weeks where he just put up the one but he does a lot of other things that you like to see including just talked about the pass deflections this other guy 12 pass deflections for emmanuel ogba this last year uh double digit pass deflections from any player is good a defensive line player who is also getting you nine sacks I mean, this guy stopped the play at the line of scrimmage or behind it between the 12 pass deflections, the nine sacks, and the nine tackles for loss. I mean, that's third, uh, 18, that's like 30 times. 30 plays where he said, nah, you ain't going forward, and you might be going backward. There's a lot of guys in the league that, you know, they make plays, but they don't make defensive plays quite like that with that much of an impact, actually moving the line of scrimmage backwards or stopping it. <clears throat> and he did it on 750 snaps. Okay, so defensive line players that can do things like this are the kind of things that you will see and notice when you have the ultimate IDP index. You know, he didn't have a ton of pass deflections last year, five, but that's still a really solid number for a defensive line player. The year before, three, not great, but then you even go back to his year in 2018. You saw little sparks of this when he had eight. So, you know, I love looking at these, the index. I love looking at the way players score their points because it's a lot more indicative of your outs. You know, it's like poker. You know, you get your your flop or whatever. How many outs do I have? You know, does this player have it in his repertoire to have a pass deflection? So am I going to look for that? Or is he just a sack guy? Or is he Sam Hubbard and he's just a tackle guy? You know, so I just wanted to be on the field. So when you have this information, which is only available in the Ultimate IDP Index, check out our Patreon to go get that. You can assess players from a more holistic view, and you can find things like this. You can find players are outliers. And I'm not saying other people haven't noticed that Emmanuel Ogbo was an outlier you know, with the 12 pass deflections, but you, in a way, are able to see it coming because it shows up on his profile over and over. That little purple one right there, you see it? 16, 24 points, 9, 15, and then 36. Let's go to Joey Bosa just to give you another idea because I do have his profile here. There's no purple. There's no purple. There's no pass deflections in this season. There's one the season before, none the season before that, none the season before that, one the season before that, none the season before that. So it really just shows you, like it literally shows you how these players are different. It's not just this guy's an edge and his double rate, pass rush, win rate, blah, 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 does this or whatever. There's so much more that happens on the defense and certain players just can or can't or do or don't make those plays. They're not aware enough. They don't have the muscle. They don't train. They don't coach to do that. Again, I bring it back to Joey Bosa, you know, the coaching. This guy has only had what? How many pass? How many forced fumbles has he had? He had six in his career before this last year. Okay. He's had multiple seasons with zero. This last year goes out and gets seven. You'll notice here. 
So there is a level of coaching that had to have been coached up in him this year that had to have been talked about because he focused on it and it did kind of take away from some of the other auxiliary metrics that we did come to associate with Joey Bosa. So circling back around to my man, Emmanuel Agba, yes, I have him as a sleeper, but I also have him as a top guy. Like I, I, I love Emmanuel Agba this year. Um, you know, I, I think that this, this Miami team just overall has a lot of good fantasy players on it. The people just don't, it's like it's not happened yet, so we can't fully buy in. But the thing is, like, you know, it kind of has happened. You know, Jerome Baker's been good enough. Emmanuel Ogba's been good enough. Xavier, you know, oh, not Xavier McKinney, um, um, Brandon Jones, I brought him up on Sleeper Show as well. There's a lot of value on the Miami Dolphins. I might just do a whole Miami Dolphins podcast. Fuck it. Um, but anyway, I think that was an informative little bit. Got a little, got a little riled up there, but you know how it goes. You know how it go. So let's go ahead and get on to my DL22 for the year and that's Khalil Mack. This is another guy that I've kind of got a reputation for not liking. Um and it's not that I don't like him, it's just that you know the the, the numbers are the numbers with him. Um and I'll just go ahead and tell you, you know, my big argument for him was the first 3 4 years of his career when he was with Oakland, he was this type of player. He was a 70 he had 70 plus tackles every single season he was with Oakland. Every single season he was with Oakland. Say that one more time. 70 plus. 77 76, 73, 78. Four of those five years, or four of those three years, he was also a double-digit sack guy, 15, 11, 10 and a half. He goes to my he goes to Chicago, and suddenly he's a 45 tackle guy, 45, 50 tackle guy. And his sack numbers are down. You know, 12 and a half his first year there, that was good, but then it was eight and a half, nine, and six. Tackles for loss also went down quite a bit. Um, were the lowest of his career from Oakland. So I've always just wanted to point out to people when players go to different situations, it's not about the talent. It's not about, you know, you know, a lot of guys end up in these contrived sort of circular conversations about how good a player is. Khalil Mack's fucking great. Okay. He's, he's a, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Just go ask PFF. They'll tell you his grades are good. But for IDP fantasy, when he moved to a different team, he wasn't the same player anymore in that perspective, in that filter, in that light. So I've spent time kind of pointing that out. And, you know, I've gotten ridden for that as I have other players and other things that have sometimes proven to be true or not true. But um, the one thing I will say about Khalil Mack, you know, even though those numbers have all gone down, his auxiliary metrics, which, again, I bring this up all the time, these, these the impact plays, they stay pretty steady high for him. Um, past deflections each of the last two years before this year, four and three, forced fumbles, five and three. That's something he has in his repertoire. All right. Um, quarterback hits were again down a little bit, but some of these other things helped buoy him. Some of these other uh, other metrics. So this last year was not a great year for him, but it was trending one of his better years in Chicago. Six total sacks in the first seven games before he was injured. One fumble recovery, 19 uh, total uh, tackles, uh, six tackles for loss. So he was trending towards one of his better seasons on the team from a behind the line of scrimmage sort of standpoint. Got cut a little short. Now he ends up with Brandon Staley. Now he ends up across from Joey Bosa. And again, you can see indicative here on his uh, points per snap base, even though his tackles were pretty low this last year, only 19, he still had a 0.29 points per snap because he was getting home with his, with his sacks. You know, that sack rate there is almost 2%. Um, now he goes with Joe across from Joey Bosa. The thing I like about him and uh, why they're so closely ranked is because I think he's going to have another sort of season similar to this, <clears throat> um, you know, 45, 50, maybe 60 tackles. Uh, but I don't think that it's going to be gaudy, gaudy, gaudy numbers. Now, where a guy like Khalil Mack can be gaudy 
is the sacks. Maybe we do get a season, his first double-digit sack season in four years. I would love to see that, you know, and we I know I, I love the older defensive line players. It's crazy to say that Khalil Mack, he's now 31, um, you know, but we've seen guys like Chandler Jones. Again, I say it all the time. We've seen Cameron Jordan. We've seen Cam Hayward. Defensive line players, as they get older, don't get worse. You know what I mean? Like they play a reactionary position where muscle memory, instincts, coaching, um, just situational awareness, those things have can keep paying high dividends when maybe your 40 time goes from 4.3 you know, to 4.45 to 4.57 to, you know, now you're 35 years old and it's, you know, four, you know, it's dot five. Just because you aren't fast anymore, just because your athleticism has fallen off a bit, you have added so much mentally and, you know, subconsciously and consciously to who you are as a player that defensively as a reactionary position, I think that that we see that in my, you know, it's a theory that I have a thesis I have, but we see that. So don't be shocked. Now, don't be shocked if we actually see the best season ever out of Khalil Mack. Like that's you know that's another way to, to frame this. So I don't have him too high, don't have him too low. I like him as a DL twenty two, a DL twenty two this year, a back end DL two. Um, you no longer you know three years ago when I came to IDP, people were trying to you know, and again, no shade on them, but coming off seventy, you know, almost eighty tackle seasons and double digit sacks, yeah, people were very high on him. But he went to Chicago, things changed, and people wanted to keep saying Khalil Mack is this player that he was in Oakland and he is that person and he is that player, but his production is different in the new system with new coaching, etc. So that's, you know, that's one of those things again, where just following the snaps isn't enough. You really have to look at what guys are doing and how they're performing. And that's one of the things, again, I love about the ultimate IDP index because it helps you see those trends or those things kind of happening before they come to fruition all the time. So love me some Khalil Mack this year. I think he's a great value you know, you'll probably be able to get him as like a flex player. And on uh, <clears throat> on Sleeper, he's got defensive line and linebacker eligibility, so it gives you some flexibility. DL23, Brian Burns, another one of those players from that class I was just talking about. A little lower than I think a lot of my contemporaries will have him, and I understand why they like him. Again, it's one of those things where he's a, an objectively good pass rusher. We have enough um, metrics. We have enough <clears throat> people in the know. We have enough study of his play to know that. So they'll probably have him a lot higher. But what we have on the production side is a guy who has three years in the league who has never broken double-digit tack sacks. And a guy who in his third season finally hits double-digit tackles for loss, 13. 18 quarterback hits. He's never been over 21. Uh, four pass deflection. Okay, that's okay, but not – I mean, that's good for a defensive line player. But it's not, you know, earth-shattering. You know, I'll take that. I'll add that into the baseline, and I like it. Um, but it's, you know, it's – you know, 50 and nine, you know, I mean, that's kind of who he has been snaps this year. He even played a hundred more snaps than he played the season or last two years ago. And, you know, he still came up with the exact same number of sacks on a hundred more snaps. Only he actually came up with eight fewer tackles. So it's, 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 he's not trending the way that I really want to see him trend. I mean, as a guy who, <clears throat> I mean, he literally statistically had a worse season this year and last year. I don't know why I'm just, I'm talking about it here. I'll show you guys. Here it is in the index. Here's his profile. 2021, you can just look at all these numbers. You know, you see them there. Um, tackle rate, 6.9. Points per snap, 0.24. Uh, what's another fun one to look at? Impact rate, 2.86. Let's go to 2020. Impact rate, 3.2. Points per snap, 0.27. Tackle rate, 7.3. So everything was better the year before, um, you know, on fewer snaps, you know, more efficient. And you go back to his rookie year. 
or sorry, went the wrong way. Rookie year, 0.27 points per snap. Uh, a bit more going on. Um, well, not a bit more going on, but <clears throat> played less. Uh, he only started five games that year. Started 16 this last year. It's just with Brian Burns, again, I don't want to get too caught up in like, Brian Burns is so good. He's, you know, he's got the cool face mask and he's, you know, he's just cool. He's a cool, good guy, you know, and I really like that. And I love him. I mean, I've been touting him for a while, but pragmatically speaking, he's got 25 and a half sacks in three years. You know, he's got 26 tackles for loss. Um, TJ Watt got that last year in like 10 games, 11 games, something like that. So it's like, yeah, he's good, but what do you, the production, the stuff that goes into my fantasy football points, you know, this, you know, I don't, his double team pass rush win rate doesn't go into that. Okay. Um, his PFF grade doesn't go into that. What goes into it is what he actually does on the field. And after a while you are, you know, what, what your record says you are, you are the culmination of everything you've done, the decisions you've made, the production you've had. So I like Brian Burns. I do think, again, there's definitely room for him to move up. Um, as a player, you know, I mean, these stats are pretty low-ish. He's had a 60-tackle season basically two years ago on fewer snaps. So we know there's room for upside. We know he can get up there. Just need to see it happen. And that means there's room for a breakout here too. You know, um, there's a lot of room for a breakout. That You know, the whole Panthers team last year got a little bit more gas because people were just optimistic. Um, but, you know, with uh, Joe, who was the guy, Joe Brady, and just all that stuff. But you know how the fantasy industry is. We get very excited about <clears> – <throat> perceived goodness um you know versus what reality actually ends up dictating to us so he is my dl23 my 24th defensive line player is going to be really fun for me um and it's kind of a two-piece because i you know but i want to start by saying you guys know me not a big saints guy uh but i you know and you also know me i've kind of not dumped on this guy but i've like pumped the brakes on him every year he's been in the league i'm finally going to be in on him this year i want to see take a second see if you can figure out who it is um, well, it's not that hard to figure out. It is Marcus Davenport. All right. Since he's come into the league for the saints, he's really sort of struggled to stay on the field and maintain uh, health. I mean, literally, um, has struggled to even be a starter at times, <clears throat> but this last year in nine games, nine sacks, nine tackles for loss, 16 quarterback hits points per snap 0.37. That's good. 437 snaps. That's good too. I mean, this is reminiscent sort of numbers of Trey Hendrickson playing opposite of Cameron Jordan. Um, if he would have stayed healthy, his finish would have been a lot higher than it was because he wouldn't have had to even do that much more because he already had a, a baseline numbers similar to the guy I just talked about who played all 16 games, Brian Burns, 39 tackles, nine sacks, nine tackles for loss, 16 quarterback hits. Uh, three force fumbles. You know, I mean, that's again, that's not overly different than what Brian Burns had this last year. So, and he played a lot less, a lot less football. Uh, I have him at 24, and I'm going to put 24A and 24B. The other guy is Chase Young. Okay. I do, you know, know that Chase Young could have a great season and all that stuff. And everybody should know that the upside exists. I have him here at 24, just on the cusp of that DL2 spot because. The news I read at the very beginning of this podcast, go all the way back 40 minutes ago. Um, both these guys have a pretty good likelihood of ending up on the pup. All right. So that means they're going to miss. I don't, I think it, the pup is four weeks or six weeks, six weeks before they can like practice and play. So we're already going to miss X number of games from these guys, unfortunately, potentially. That's why they're down here right now. Maybe that, you know, they both recover and come back in and that's not a thing. But right now that's where I have them. Um, they have the upside. 
assuming that they come back healthy to even make a difference for your team missing those games. So I don't want to leave them. I don't want to bury them too much. I'm just being completely real. I mean, we just saw TJ Watt, a guy who missed multiple games and a ton of snaps last year, finish at number one. So when you are efficient, when you are quote unquote good, have the pedigree, you can make up for lost time by being efficient, you know? So that's my 24 a and B Marcus Davenport and chase young. Going to read all these guys back to you from the very beginning. Give me a second to pull it up. Dur, 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 dur. Uh, okay. So to read them back to you, defensive line player 13 through 24 for me going into this next year, I have Hassan Reddick for the Philadelphia Eagles, Josh Allen, Jacksonville Jaguars, Joey Bosa, Chargers, Sam Hubbard for the Bengals, Chandler Jones for the Raiders, Max Crosby for the Raiders. Then for the Washington Commanders, I have Montez Sweat. Coming in at DL20, DeForest Buckner for the Colts. At 21, I have Emmanuel Ogba for the Miami Dolphins. 22, Khalil Mack, Chargers. 23, Brian Burns for the Panthers. And 24, Marcus Davenport slash Chase Young. So, you know, I I, I thought it was a pretty good show. What do you all think? I have a few comments over here. I might see what we got here. Oh, it's Bomber. What's up, y'all? What's up, Bomber? Love you, my man. Bomber's a... He's a, he's a, he's our guy in the IDP army. He's our community manager. Travis not says, I think you're spot on with Joey Bosa. Not if impact plays. I'd rather pick other guys later. Uh, hell yeah. We got, we got another, we got another, uh, convert out here. I hate to say it. I hate to see it, you know, especially somebody who put out first round pick, uh, trade offers for Joey Bosa as little as a year ago, people didn't take them. Kind of glad that didn't happen now. Just going to be real with you. So, you know, Opinions change. New information comes up. We have to adapt. We have to change in fantasy football. We have to be aware of the the sentiments and all that. So thank you, IDP Army and everyone for listening to the show. Do me a favor. Subscribe to the channel. Join our membership if you're on Patreon or if you're on YouTube. Join our Patreon. Like I said, this is my full-time gig now. IDP Fantasy Football trying to bring it to the masses. High-quality content. We have best ball content. We have dynasty content. We have multiple podcasts. We do shows. I mean, we'll do anything you guys want. In season, we have a lot of really cool, like hands-on stuff we're gonna do with our, you know, people that support us. So we're gonna give you guys the best fantasy football advice and uh, commentary and um, strategy that we can. And we appreciate you guys. And hopefully, you will choose to support us. Check out the Patreon, idparmy.com. We got good things to give you guys, um, and we appreciate you. So that's it for me. Till next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.